0: Hello, and good evening, everybody. You're with your girl, Lori G, with your favorite podcast, At Random. Um, <clears throat> I'm so sorry that, you know, it's been taking us um, a couple weeks to get a podcast out. Life hits you, and you gotta go with life. Uh, anyway, um, I'm here with Sumi and... Um, Don't say my name. Well, Zumi, and... Um, we are going to be talking about a couple of things. Uh, The first thing we're going to talk about is what everybody is talking about that is sweeping the nation um, is the slap that happened with Will Smith. And as we know, what happened was that Will Smith uh, got up at the Grammys and slapped Chris Rock Across the face. Clean across the face. For making a joke about Jada Pickett Smith. Now. Not only did he do that. He also told Chris to keep his. Wife's fucking name. Out of. His mouth. Now. I don't know. What do you think about that? I feel that it could have been handled. A different way. Because now. He's dealing with uh, his career being on hold, movies that he has being on hold, and he had to resign from the Academy Awards. So the question is, was it worth it? Can't hear you. No, doesn't, don't hear you. No, don't hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, now I can hear you.
1: Okay. So, I think that (laughs) it's hilarious, but you know, it's. I mean, I don't really... It was barely like a hard slap. It was so weak. If you punch them, then yeah, you know, but like taking the moral high ground, yeah, you don't hit people, that's wrong. But also, I mean... If you're going to make jokes about somebody's wife, um, you know, be prepared to be slapped just in case. But what I think is like, what's wrong, what bugs me is the situation is they didn't want to give him the reward when they gave Polanski a reward, I believe um, who had, I think like pedophilia cases against him and he still got a reward. So, I mean, that's kind of double standard. who's, Who's Polanski? Um, Hold on, let me pull it up. You can still hear me? Yes. Okay, let me pull it up real quick. <clears throat> do, 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 do. Hold on. Where is it? I forgot his first name, but he uh, he had charges um, against him. Um, And I think he fled the country because of those charges against him. And he still got a reward. So, I mean, you can't do for one and not do for... Here it is. Um, Roman Polanski. um, They gave Roman Polanski an Oscar um, after he fled the country to avoid pedophilia conviction. Um, So I think it's wrong that they tried to ask Will Smith for his Oscar back if they allowed Roman Polanski to get away with it.
0: Yeah. They asked for his Oscar back? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they did. Yep. I didn't know that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if they got it back or if he still had it, but, I mean, if you're going to give it to Roman Polanski, which is way worse than slapping a man for making fun of your wife, you know, you got to, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Can't pick and choose.
0: Wow. Yeah, we are talking about how Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, and our views on it. Oh. So, what, what do you what do you think, Damien?
1: Yeah, Will Smith is a bitch for that.
0: You think Will Smith was a bitch for it? Pretty much. Why? Why? I said why. Because you, you have to remember, Will Smith was a comedian, right? Did a lot of comedy. So, you should know as a comedian, everything goes. Yeah, but there, there the are joke. lines that you can't cross.
1: Yeah, but that's comedy is designed to cross those lines. Not only that, but the joke wasn't even that bad to warrant us that. It also, my, I also think it could have all been like, you know, LS8. planned LS8. for publicity. LS8.
0: It was staged to
1: high health. Yeah, it could have been staged. But if it wasn't, you know, whatever for me. it All I think is they should not. They don't have the right to ask for his Oscar back when they gave it to Roman Polanski. No problem. Who's a convicted pedophile. Yeah,
0: but the question is, was it even worth it? Because now the movies that he had in the making are all on hold right now, He's Will was,
1: Smith. He'll get off, his movies. Here, the academies, and all that shit don't mean shit. They're just a bunch of rich ass people patting themselves on the back and jerking each other off. That's pretty it is. Exactly. Like, it doesn't, like, you know, he's Will Smith. He'll be fine. You know, yeah. there are people who are on his side. He's okay. At this point in his life, he's a brand name. I mean, come on. He fucking gave his son fame, which I still think is bullshit, but. Oh, well.
0: I, I I guess I guess I feel like it could have been handled differently. Like the same way he sat there and said, "Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth." He could have sat there and still said, "Hey." I would. not
1: she, she really hated him. Turned him into a gun,
0: Banged her son's friend.
1: Banged her trainer. Banged Hollywood. Banged Tupac. Sprite doesn't have an city at this point.
0: Yeah, but it could have been handled differently.
1: Yeah, you could just speak
0: to the community and just let him go. It could have been handled um, differently. Um So you're saying it's where for not to start slapping all the leading and make fun of them? I don't all think he needed there. to I yeah. I don't think he needed to slap him. Yeah, I think I feel like he just needed to just say, Hey, dude, that's not cool. Please keep my wife's name out your mouth. Leave, and leave it at that. That's, a yeah. that's, that, that's what could have happened.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, honestly, when you think about it, there's absolutely no reason to slap anyone unless it's for, like, self-defense, to be honest. Not like that, but you also gotta respect someone when they bust a joke and like that. They have the right to say those jokes.
0: Well, it, it, Chris Rock said he didn't write the joke.
1: The joke was terrible, dude. I would have came up with something better. I would have doubled down.
0: Yeah, he said he didn't write
1: the joke. I would be like, calm down, because he said I don't want you to invade Sparta again.
0: I don't know. I feel like this is getting dragged out more than what it needs to be dragged out
1: and it's overdone. Did you just
0: do that to promote the Oscars because no one was watching it? Probably. Oh, yeah,
1: they had, like, an all-time record. No one even knew what was going on.
0: That's that's probably what happened. Anyway, <laughs> um, if you guys have, for our viewers, if you have your own opinion about the Will Smith slap, feel free to let us know. Um, these are our opinions um some say Chris Rock deserved it others say that he didn't deserve it everybody's on the fence about it there's no right or wrong yeah Chris Rock hasn't said anything about it I mean he said something at his comedy show and um the people at the comedy show were like fuck Will Smith fuck Will Smith but Chris Rock stopped him in his tracks and they were like, he was like, no, don't talk about him like that. You're not going to talk about him like that. And this dude has just been a stand-up guy ever since everything happened. So, I mean... I don't know. I think I put on the record that
1: everybody was shit probably one So, I don't really believe anything. I mean, I still like Will Smith. He's an amazing actor. He's acted in movies that I absolutely adore. So, that's not going to change.
0: Yeah, that's like, that's like he's a talented heart. man.
1: And that's what I care about?
0: <laughs> I guess that's what anybody cares about.
1: As long as he's gonna do anything yeah. creepily illegal, you know, yeah. then whatever, you know. Every actors are humans too, and a lot of people forget that. Like sometimes they do stupid things, like nobody would bat an eye if it was like, you know, a non-famous person slapping another person, like how I saw it, Avenue um, Mills, somebody punched somebody out, nobody cared, They're still people and humans. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alright, so let's talk about Rose and Fred. Alright i assuming you have the floor.
1: And I don't Rose remember Fred, where I left off, but I'm just going to do. For those of you do- who don't, like don't know so. who
0: Rose and Fred was, uh, listen to our Valentine's Day special. Um, it will definitely go into great detail of who Rose and Fred are. Um, this is just a, a continuation of it, of part two. For those of you who want to hear the rest of it
1: okay so rosen uh so not rosen fred actually his first wife reenie was heavily pregnant she uh to recap she and fred were off and on um she was a prostitute who was impregnated by an asian bus driver fred agreed to taking in her child as his own and they married however the marriage was abusive he regularly sexually abused her Um, there you go. And she returned to her life as a prostitute. And um, it was something that Fred encouraged. Um, you know, on March uh, 22nd, 1963, Ruby uh, gave birth to you? a baby girl uh, named Charmaine Carol Mary. Uh, and uh, she was of mixed oh, race. So, Red and Froze concocted a story that their first baby died and Charmaine was adopted. Now he brought home, um, you yeah. yeah. uh, uh, oh, know, yeah. to the caravan. He birthed two actual child in 1964, oh, yeah. uh, named Anne Marie. Now these two girls went through absolute hell with their, actually, all of their children. They had a lot of children. Went oh. through absolute, absolute hell with the monsters that were their parents. Um, uh, Fred mistreated uh, Charmaine because, you know, she wasn't his. Um, uh, uh, abuse took, uh, left, I believe she took the kids. I can't remember. She took the kids, um, left to Glasgow and she returned, uh, with her friends, McNeil and Anne McBall. Um, both girls were unhappy in their home. They wanted to try and find a new life in England. Um, the three women, um, and Rini's children were picked up by Fred at the train station. Um, and they lived in his caravan. Um, soon with Fred's violent outburst and his aggressive behavior and his sexual crudeness, the women wanted to return to Scotland, Issa and Rini. Um, but Anne um, eventually uh, became very friendly with Fred and she basically ran off the two other women trying to leave to Scotland. Fred came home, you know an argument happened, and he grabbed the children, Charmaine and Anne Marie, and refused to let Rainy take them. So Rainey, despite being sad, left with Lisa and left without her children. Anna declared that she would stay with the children to look after them and she had become, she basically fell in love with Fred and wrote letters to her mother lying, saying that they lived in a beautiful house and Fred was gonna marry her. And at the time, Anne was only 16 years old. And so looking after Charmaine and Anne Marie was a difficult task. And soon Fred would place the girls in and out of care, um, basically the system in and out of care when, you know, they didn't want them around. Um, and then in Glasgow, Rini uh, returned um, after missing her children in 1966 to claim them, but she discovered the full extent of, like, you know, Fred's relationship with, you know, Anne, and she was jealous. And so instead of uh, returning to Glasgow, which honestly would have saved their lives, she instead took up home in a park, Um, and soon she turned to a life of crime with the children in her care. The police discovered it and to evade them, she returned to Scotland. Um, When she returned to Scotland, she was arrested and uh, she was brought back to Gloucester, probably saying that wrong, um, when she was convicted of stealing and housebreaking and was uh, on probation. And Fred testified against her in court. Um, after, you know, the trial, Fred continued to, you know, to time both Anne, Anna and Weenie. Um, and so uh, he started taking his frustrations with his relationship out on, you know, women in the area. And between December 1965 and January uh, six, 67, eight violent sexual assaults were committed on women in the area with uh, Fred fitting the description. Um, and he wasn't convicted until years later. Um, there was also the bizarre death of a uh, 15-year-old Robin Holt, who was a young boy who worked with Fred and he knew both Anna and Fred um, at a farm machinery factory in Gloucestershire. And on the 20th of February, 1667, um, you know, he didn't return home and was, found, was later half naked and hanged um, with a noose with uh, strewn around uh pornographic magazines that had nooses all connected on the model's head in the magazines and it was recorded as a suicide but then it was later recorded that the death was linked to fred um soon anna fell pregnant with fred's child and she wrote to her mother how excited she was for the baby um you know you no know, in reality she was living in a caravan dingy you know barely able to afford anything with two children that weren't hers um fred didn't like the idea about Anne's pregnancy and uh, he didn't want Rini to find out so to ensure that Rini didn't find out he killed her and Anne was last seen um, July 1967 around the caravan site in Gloucester, and she was pregnant. And when her letters stopped to her mother, they assumed that she decided to leave her old life in England behind. And so they decided to, left to leave her alone. And uh, when her mother died of starvation, they started noticing her missing and found it odd that she didn't attend the funeral. Um, but they still didn't investigate uh, her death. And so uh, after that, Fred moved to a lake house caravan park um, and soon uh, Rose was born, his lover, <laughs> which is gross to say on the 20th of November, 1953 in Noth Devon. And her father known as Bill was a war veteran. Uh, he was heavy in the Navy and her mother, Daisy, um, they basically abused their children um, William especially sexually abused all of their children. They had OCD PTSD with keeping the house clean. Um, and it's said that, well, it's proven actually that when she was pregnant with Rose, her mother, Daisy, she was receiving electrical convulsive treatment, which means they electric, they used electricity to induce seizures to help her mental disorders. And uh, when Rose was born, um, everyone said she was a beautiful baby, but she would rock her head for hours and bash her head against things. And even when she was older, she would like bash her head against things. And she grew up to be overweight and she was made fun of. And, um, you know, soon basically she um, met Fred and uh, he, uh, he liked her. And uh soon they started dating. And at first Rose didn't didn't like him. But um, uh then, you know, with his attention, she actually eventually started to like him. And give me one second. So basically Fred was still in a relationship with Rini that was off and on. And uh Rose being a waitress at a cafe, Fred visited sometimes. Um you know, he uh, he basically um, juggled, you know, killing a young girl named Mary, um, I believe in 1994, and also his relationship with Rose. Um, and her name was, her full name was Rose Letts. Um, and initially, Fred told Rose that he was a single parent whose wife left him and gone back to Scotland, which is kind of true, but not current because Greenie was still around. um, And uh, they were just off and on. And soon Rose fell in love with him. And rather than go to work, she would go to his caravan looking after Charmaine and Anne-Marie. And she also began prostituting herself to men that Fred brought to her. Um, when Fred met her parents, they were like, no, you're not going to like this guy. He's bad news. He's way older. He's creepy looking. And, uh, no, we'll be on you if you, uh, if you keep seeing him. So she kept seeing him in secret. And when her father found out, he reported her to social services and she was placed in care until she was 16, which is the legal age to leave care. And soon she, you know, went back to Fred and pregnant Her parents demanded an abortion or they would disown her, refused, and she moved in with Fred. But soon Rose began to become aggressive during her pregnancy and she would abuse Anne-Marie and Charmaine. Um, And soon um, on the 17th of October, 1970, Rose gave birth to her first child, um, a girl named Heather Rose. Um. And so basically social services completely failed all of these children Um, because, you know, Rose was sadistic in her punishment to the kids, and particularly Charmaine, who Rose didn't like at all. You know, she verbally abused her. Um, In fact, it's reported that Charmaine went to the hospital with a nasty puncture wound on her leg. That was likely from Rose. Um, social services weren't informed by the hospital, because the hospital's like, oh, you just got hurt. Um, Fred landed in prison, they couldn't take care of themselves, you know, and around June 15, 1971, Charmaine went missing. And when we were to collect Charmaine and take her back to Scotland, the reality of the situation was, it was likely that Rose lost her temper and killed her. Um, And for Charmaine's disappearance at school, she said, oh, yeah, her mother came and took her back to Scotland. And they never questioned it at all. And uh, when Fred was released from prison, 24th of June, 1971, one of the first things that Rose told him when he was out was that she murdered Charmaine and he needed to get rid of the body. And this basically snapped a murder bond between the couple when Fred also confessed that he murdered And McFall and Mary Botham. And uh, soon, you know, uh, Rose took the girl's body and dumped it in the coal cellar. And Fred retrieved the Marines and he dug outside the flat and he buried it. Um, And so uh, Rose decided, as a teenager, she was hormonal. She decided, and also, you know, it's just a bad situation. She decided to leave Fred and left with Heather. Um, to her parents' house, but they turned her away. And her father said distinctly to her, you made your bed, now you must lie in it. Um, later, Fred found her, lured her back um, saying that, oh, if you do, you go, I'm just gonna find another woman to take her place. And his wife Disney, came back into picture to check on her daughters. And during the visit, she realized that her eldest Charmaine was missing. And Fred lied and said she, uh, she was visiting his relatives and much marvel. And, uh, and soon uh, Fred offered to be to see Charmaine and take her. But first he took her to a bub, pub, got her drunk and strangled her in his car. And he took the course uh, the to 25th Midland Road where he cut her up and bagged up the pieces. He then drove the car back to Kempley and uh, he buried the remains in the same field as Anna McFall. And because Rini was basically a riff prostitute, nobody was alarmed to reported her from nothing. Um, and after that, the you know, they went on with their business of Rini working as a prostitute, and Fred encouraged and watched through a spy hole in the bedroom, and their children, you know, were exposed to this lifestyle, and they didn't care. And um, with Rini out of the way, Froze, uh, Red, Fred, <laughs> Fred and Rose married on the 29th of January, 1972. And, uh, at the ceremony, Fred said he was a bachelor, which is kind of true. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, a few years later, they kept up their sword life. Um, and Fred started converting his home into basically a graveyard for different people that he killed. Um, and Rose continued working on, uh, as a prostitute. And Fred wanted to turn the seller of his home, Crumwell, into a torture chamber for his clients. And uh, soon taking in lodgers to help pay the, pay the bills and uh, Rose routinely had sex with them in exchange for money. And one of the lodgers started bringing his girlfriend around, and her name was Linda. Oh, my God. And the West befriended her, her, casual job as a nanny. And, uh, since Rose was pregnant again.
0: Sorry about all the noise, you guys.
1: It's okay. Bye. And you can help around the okay. Um, in 1972, Rose gave birth to a daughter. They named May, and it was at this time that they also started to use their daughter, Anne Marie. They will would...
0: come. Put a pamper on. <laughs>
1: They would drag her down into the danger of 25 Cromwell street telling her that she was lucky that she had parents like them and that it was normal they basically brainwashed her into thinking that them sexually abusing her and raping her was them being kind and it was the parents you know what parents did to their daughter um Anne marie suffered years of like abuse and sexual abuse and i can't say some of the stuff that she went through because it's great, drastically terrible. But um, basically, uh, yeah, she suffered horribly. Actually, all the children suffered horribly. They even told their son, who they gave birth to, Stephen West, that when he turned 17, he would have to have sex with his mother, Rose. Um, soon they met 17-year-old Caroline Owens, who was a hitchhiker. Um, they had a conversation with her offered her a job as a nanny and Caroline moved into Cromwell Street with them and Rose in particular I just want everybody right.
0: to understand
1: how if you're really listening to the
0: story and I hope you are how messed up and sick and twisted that this whole family is
1: not the children though no. just the parents the,
0: well yeah the parents how sick and twisted they really are and what they do to their kids Yes, and the
1: things they did to Anne Marie and Heather were just, I could barely read it. It was so terrible. It's, just, it's just
0: so disgusting and just unbearable. Damien, uh, yeah. what do you think? Twisted. That's all I can
1: say. They're victims. They did terrible things too.
0: Very, very twisted. All their victims. Very twisted. Um, so, I mean, you can you can continue. Okay.
1: My phone screen went black. Um. So yeah, you know, it, it was it was terrible. Um. The house was basically a sexual free for all, especially with Fred constantly groping and fondling his children and fondling guests and whatnot. And so, as I said, they met. Um. Seventeen-year-old Caroline Owens, um, who lived with her mother in, and stepfather in Cinderfoot, and uh, they offered her a job as a nanny. And Rose, Rose really found her really attractive. Um, but Caroline eventually, like, was like, it, "Don't touch me, you know. I don't want your sexual advances, you know." And she announced that she was leaving because she couldn't take it anymore. People having sex in front of the kids, people touching the kids—it was just awful. It was a terrible place, and she decided to leave. And so Rose was like, you're not going anywhere. And so they devised a plan to kidnap her. And one evening when Caroline was visiting her boyfriend, she accepted a lift from the West. Um, You know, they apologized, of course. And because she knew them, uh, she accepted the ride. And instead of taking her home, Fred knocked her unconscious, bound and gagged her. And they drove her back to Cromwell Street where they sexually assaulted her. Eventually, she escaped and she told her mother about the ordeal, and they reported the incident to the police. But due to the trauma, Caroline could not face them and testify against them. So they only received a fine, 25 pounds each, and were left free. And so, you know, having this run in with the law, they realized we can't let our victims go. We're going to have to kill our next victim because we can't them, you know into the police about what happened, and so they turned their attentions to their friend that I mentioned earlier, the nanny Linda Go Goff. I can't pronounce her name because Rose was pregnant, again. and so they offered Linda a more permanent living situation. And on nineteen uh, on the nineteenth of April, uh, nineteen seventy three, uh, Linda left, telling her parents, "Don't worry, I'll visit you guys. I got a nice job. They have an apartment. I can stay with them." She didn't know that was the last time she would see her parents ever again, and she endured the most horrendous sexual torture from both Fred and Rose. It was it wasn't determined if she died from the violent abuse or if Fred decided to murder her, but they killed her either way. And then he buried her body in uh, an uh, inspection pit in his garage, first dismembering her corpse and taking pleasure in it, and keeping some mementos, which is completely deplorable and uh dumping the rest of her remains into the pit and covering it with soil and debris and when linda's mother came looking for her and she called cromwell street and she came she noticed that rose was wearing her daughter's slippers and she noticed her daughter's clothes were around and so fred and rose came up with a story about her asking to leave as as them asking her to leave because they hit their she hit their daughter Anne marie of course that was a lie and uh, her family was looking for her for over 25, 20 years before her parents discovered the truth of what happened. Um, their next victim was 15-year-old Anna Co- Carol Ann Cooper, um, you know, a troubled teen, easy victim. Troubled teens usually are, and her mother had died, and her father placed her in care because he couldn't care for her. Um, she was living at Pine's Children's Home in Worcestershire, and on the 10th of November, 1973, Saturday, she was at a bus stop one evening with her boyfriend, and uh, she intended to go visit her grandmother. And after boarding the bus, she was never seen again. And for the next 20 years, uh, nobody saw her until her dismembered remains were found, um, still with a gag around her uh, skull, um, underneath, beneath the cellar of 2015. 20- Cromwell Street, and it's unclear how she died, um, but it's like Fred and Rose um, picked her up, took her back to Cromwell Street, and uh, in contrast to Carol, Fred and Rose's next victim was 21-year-old uh, Exeter University student uh, Lucy Parrington. He um, was from an upper-middle-class family, and this was different from all their other victims, who were essentially considered society is not worth looking for which is terrible and uh her parents were educated and they were divorced but she had a good relationship with both of them and she was uh roman catholic and December 1973 she returned home to spend christmas at her mother's house and one evening uh on december 27th when she was visiting her friend at around 10 15 p.m uh, she left to catch the bus back to her mother's, which was, and the stop was like three minutes away from Colleen's house. And it was thought that Lucy hit the bus and was offered a lift, as they usually do by Fred and Rose, who had their children with them. You know, and people, when they see kids in the car, they're like, oh, it's, it's safe. All right. I'm talk with them. Um, but it's unknown how she died. Um, prior to being murdered in the cellar, she was tied up, sexually abused and fred crudely chopped up her body and it actually he actually cut himself and that night he went to the uh er with a deep cut in his hands and unlike the west previous victims uh lucy's family actually reported this to the police and was like hey we need to find her and it was a big case with like a lot of police dogs and people searching the rivers for a body and it was on tv and newspaper and so Fred and Rose um, you know were aware of this, they laid no and Rose gave birth to Stephen and uh, so Fred wanted to buy 25 Cromwell Street and he did and in April 1974, 21 year old Swiss born Teresa, I have no idea how to say her name, uh, attended a party in Depthirt, South London and mm-hmm. she was a student and uh, the day after the party, she went to hitchhike in Hollyhead, uh, where she intended to catch a, you know, a ferry or a boat. Ride. And she encountered Fred and Rose, and she ended up miles away from where she was supposed to be. And sadly, she met the same fate as the, rest of the other victims. And after killing and dismembering her body, she was buried in the cellar. And later, Fred actually built a false chimney over the side of her grave her family in reported her missing after they hadn't heard her and just like the previous victim you know the search was made but they had a way of linking it to fred and rose because it's not like a family friend or anything like that it's not like anybody saw them she just disappeared. Um
0: so six months Wait, later, let me, just, let me just stop you there, Masomi., uh, you know, them the the lengths that he went through just to kill uh, is ridiculous. Yeah,
1: um, I think his daughters, all the victims were terrible, but I think his daughters suffered the worst fate because she tried to kill herself. She was unsuccessful. Anne Marie. She's still alive today. Even Rose is actually still alive today, which is terrible to think about. Is Rose in jail? I don't think so. (laughs) Wow. But she was just as sadistic as he was.
0: And why did he why did he kill
1: Well, a lot of people think, well, he came from a family where his father had pedophilia pedophilia tendencies towards other girls, so he was exposed to that. And as I said in part one, he also suffered multiple head injuries and had a steel plate implanted in his head. And his family noted that after these surgeries, he changed and he became very aggressive and even rose as well. When her mother was pregnant, just days before her mother gave birth, her mother received electric seizures seizures that were induced by electricity by the doctors to help her mental disorders and rose would like rock back and forth bang her head up against things until she got way older so that could have also contributed to it i i don't know but it's just strange that they both suffered injuries like that that affect you mentally
0: yeah it could have been a mental a mental dis, this Disablement going on in their Brains that made them Off and had them do horrible Horrible things
1: Yeah but in part three I can talk about The fate of their children I can't Go into detail but I'll end part Two there let me just note where I ended Part two there let's see
0: It smells like weed in here I don't know why
1: Okay so Switzerland the girl From Switzerland was the victim I last Talked about I'll mark that um, but yeah, that's the end of part two. That's crazy. Part three, I'll talk more about their children and what their children went through. It's, it's honestly, it made my stomach churn, which is not easy to do because I learn about some crazy shit.
0: Yeah,
1: that's, that's
0: absolutely crazy. What do you think, Damien?
1: Speechless. Huh? Kind of hard Describe all that words.
0: What do you think of the story? Uh,
1: you know what? People say that you know execution is not the way to go, but exceptions can be made. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. I'd actually Except- say that they are worse than Jeffrey Dahmer, which is a lot Wow. Yeah. Jeffrey I'd Dahmer say they're, they're way worse are. than Jeffrey Dahmer. Just the sick things that they did involving kids and animals and they made illegal pornography involving kids and animals and it's just like thousands of tapes and it's just disgusting. Yeah, and the fact that they want to normalize that uh, kids are no good. I'm surprised nobody made a movie about them. Like nobody really knows about them. Like you say Fred and West and people are like, What? Maybe they will.
0: Well, I mean I got nice it. Movie. Maybe they will maybe they will make a movie about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now we're entering into our free talk. Um, free talk is when we get to talk about whatever we want. so I'm gonna ask you guys how was your weekend? It sucked <laughs> What do you mean? How was it? <laughs> Damien? Just work. Just work. Pretty much. Did, anybody, like,
1: did
0: anybody? Did anybody drink or anything like that?
1: I, did. I was tempted like to go that. get some to go get some weed, but I'm like, I don't feel like walking. Got a headache.
0: Uh, I want to get some weed. I really need some weed. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, say
1: it in that sentence. 20. <laughs> 20.
0: My sister trying to hit the mom up some weed, but the ones that are coming out little uh, electrical pipes, I think. I forgot they were called. But, uh, so we were charging, and I guess it didn't work because it was no. So, my sister, I thought their mom was
1: just going to Yeah, so we're trying to get my parents high. I've been looking wow. at a lot of MBTI videos.
0: Especially my dad. He's the one that was really trying to focus on. The- wow! Or oh, you know, you go through a lot of pain. You know, a little of uh, some uh, devil's lettuce so it goes a long way. It does.
1: It's really, really,
0: really expensive. It does. Did you Did
1: you guys Did you guys hear about that meteor that's coming to Earth?
0: Yeah. No. Uh, I hope it gets it's called the, the
1: Cannibal, and it's going to hit the Earth at like four million. Miles per hour. Oh my God. I don't know if it, they say it's most likely going to break up. Like our atmosphere will, like, legit tear it apart because the atmosphere is pretty tough to get through. And it will break up on its journey here. It depends on the size and material. I'm hoping that this is it.
0: <laughs> I'm sick of this. Don't damn us all because of you.
1: I'm sick of this. I'm not having a good time. No, I hope that it breaks into, like, a little teeny, teeny, teeny tiny piece. And then it hits her in the (laughs) head. I lose all my memories because of a fucking meteor. That's the most ridiculous sentence I've ever heard. Somebody losing their memory got hit by a meteor. I hope it hits Berkeley and Hollywood. It'll do the entire fucking country a favor.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. You guys are ridiculous.
1: I want to go to Australia. Can I just say that? I really want to go to Australia. They're like redneck British people. I go to it's like if Florida was an entire continent.
0: Yeah, I want to like go to Japan. Japan, okay, I wanna too. I want to go. go to Japan. I want to try the food that they had there. I want to yeah, check yeah. out the anime. Yeah.
1: But America is where Japanese food was invented.
0: Was it? Invented
1: yeah, because in Japan, they call it just food.
0: Ha, 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 That's funny. I don't believe you.
1: <laughs> Cute. Lori, do you want to hear something beautiful? Okay. What? Do you want to hear something? Let me me pull up something beautiful based on your MBTI type. You guys keep talking. I'll let you know when I have it up. It's going to cheer you up, even though you're not sad right now, but still. All right, here it is. I found it. You, Lori, are an ENFJ. You are a mirage, the image of a shadow feet of water beneath. You are dirt lining the cracks in one's hands and the threatening pull of mud under one's feet. You are the purest feeling of happiness. You are a maze with level after level. You are a bright bright blue shirt flapping on a clothesline in the breeze. You are the flick of light illuminating a dark room. You go in many places and love to see new things. And that is, well, for you, you are an adventurer. Aw,
0: that's so So, sweet. Whatever, Damien. Like Damien, what's your theory type? Theory. Did you take the test? Yeah.
1: What's your type? What do you mean, type? For your myers break personality type. What's your type? I don't fucking know what that is. <laughs> I told you guys to do this. You guys never want to do what I do. I didn't even know we were supposed to do this. I didn't get the message. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm an IMPJ. Oh my God. Anyway
0: anyway we're going to end right here thank you everybody for tuning in to us Um, we have finally made 3% in Germany Um, (laughs) what (laughs) we're we're at 3% in Germany we have 3% of Germany listening to us
1: oh god they're going to invade
0: so um, that's a good thing Um more people are listening to us, but not on anchor, they're listening to us on other platforms, which is fine. That's that's when do we
1: get money?
0: Once we get a sponsor, we need to get a sponsor.
1: When do we get like PCs and actually like react to videos and make commentary? Once we get
0: a sponsor. If we get a sponsor, then all that can be happened for us. Um, we just gotta wait for someone who hears us and thinks that we're worth it. We need to get an
1: office, decorate it, record the podcast, neon lights. I'll decorate it, get a neon sign that says at random, and record in the studio.
0: Yeah, that would be nice. That would be real nice.
1: And sometimes maybe the others can fly out be guests. Sometimes not.
0: That would be nice. I would love that. Um, anyway, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Facebook, which is at random with your girl Lori G. You can also follow us on Instagram, which is Lori 14 You can also follow us. I mean, email us at, at randomrl at gmail.com if you have any questions or have a topic that you want us to share or cover for you. Also, um, let's give out a shout out to glamorous addictions where everything is glamorous. She has been showing a lot of body wear that you can use to help you lose weight. So check out her page. Um, you should be able to see all that happening and she can answer any questions that you have. Also, we want to give a shout out to Sean for editing our podcast for us. He's awesome. And then do you guys have any shout outs you want to give? I give a shout out to my OnlyFans yeah. profile. Follow me on uh,
1: I sell a feed page, and if you want to follow me, I have a premium Snapchat account. It's about thirty dollars a month, forty a week. Uh huh. Uh huh. No no, no yeah, I have a shout out. Go ahead. My only fans.
0: Oh my god. Okay.
1: Good night, everybody. It's not what you're thinking. It's them sitting. It's basically cozy time with me. I sit on the couch, scroll through my phone. I don't say a word. They just watch me do it. It's comforting. It's like having somebody there, you know? That is the worst point I've ever heard in my life. You know what? Good night. Thank you for
0: listening to us tonight. And everybody be blessed. Bye. Bye.